I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast here on Monday, July 19th. Michael Beller, Brandon Funston, Jake Seeley coming to you live on YouTube. Thanks to uh, those of you who are joining us on YouTube. If you're listening to the podcast, that's great as well. Thanks for listening. Getting ever closer to draft season in earnest, you guys, as I like to call it. We're still making our way there, but we are getting closer and closer and closer, and we are going to really turn into that skid on this episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast by staging a little niche draft of our own. I mean, who doesn't love drafting, right, guys? Who doesn't? We just we should just be drafting and drafting and drafting really over these next eight weeks until the season gets here. I mean, isn't that the plan? Isn't that what we're all doing? <laughs> don't we all have, like, double-digit leagues? I mean, that's the plan. It's yeah, I, I don't mind drafting for real leagues. It's the 7,000 mock drafts everybody wants you to do. <laughs> Uh, well, this will be this will what we're going to do today here, Jake, is going to be real enough because we're going to keep track yes. of it. We're going to keep track of it during the season, and more importantly than that, it's going to help people make the right decisions when the wide receiver three class rolls around in their drafts. And really, that's what we're here for. We're here to serve the people, and there's really nothing realer than that. I'm going to introduce, <clears throat> excuse me, the idea behind this draft in just a second, but. As we've been doing all summer long, let's start off with a little bit of Guess That Player. And since we're talking wide receivers, felt it would be appropriate to go in that direction with our Guess That Player for today. So here's clue number one. Despite going largely undrafted last year, I was wide receiver 29 by points per game and wide receiver 31 overall, falling right in that wide receiver three class that we are talking about here today. So that's how we set things up. This is our first clue. Mostly undrafted last year. He was definitely. He was definitely on rosters. I promise you he was on a roster in every fantasy league by the end of the season. Wide receiver 29 by points per game, 31 overall. And I would guess if he was drafted, we are talking 16 team leagues and deeper. Mm. Hmm. So that's what we're looking at for our guess that guess. player. We'll see. I have to cross it out. Today. Yeah, feel I got, free. I got, two, I got two in mind. I think I got two in mind right now. but I'll, Nothing I'll, locks uh, in wait. until we get to the end. Nothing locks you in. Know? Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so there we go. I just, I just uh, want Funston to guess wrong. You haven't guessed wrong yet, have you? <laughs> uh, maybe today is your lucky day, Jake. Yeah, I feel like you guys are both uh, them No, well the on show these. you weren't on, I guessed right but wrong again. Oh, I, yeah, I, my, yeah. Mine was right by the rules, but what was it? The, the, I, it was something like this, like, what was it, one spot difference? Yeah. Because you said, what did you say, top 15 or something like that? Yeah, I think was, we were just looking at, like, slightly different rankings lists from last season but either way you know that's jake's lot in life to be right and wrong at the same time (laughs) what else would it be (laughs) having a bunch of injured players on your fantasy baseball teams some some combination of those of those few things Uh, all right guys let's get into it we let's get into our special draft that we're having here on the athletic fantasy football podcast this actually comes from an idea that you brought up tangentially to our conversation funston on our last episode talking about this being 
you know, potentially the deepest class of wide receivers that we have maybe ever seen in the fantasy game. And so I went and looked through and just was rolling that idea around in my head and was really focused on the wide receiver three class. We always know that wide receiver ones are going to be great. And, you know, it's been for a while now that we can pretty comfortably assume the top 20 receivers, even though we maybe know that one or two of them aren't going to live up to expectations, that you feel pretty good about the top 20 wide receivers when you call their name on draft day. But this season, that is really trickling down to the wide receiver three class and even beyond. And then I went and looked back at some previous years and thought, you know, the wide receiver three class can be really big if you nail the pick. Last year, Stephon Diggs, Brandon Cooks, Deontay Johnson, CeeDee Lamb, all these guys were drafted as wide wide receiver threes and ultimately became easy starters every single week. And Stephon Diggs was the wide receiver three overall. But then we also had players like T.Y. Hilton, who was wide receiver 43, and A.J. Green, who was wide receiver 68, and Devontae Parker, who was wide receiver 41, getting drafted as wide receiver threes. 2019, Allen Robinson, Jarvis Landry, D.J. Moore, big seasons as wide receiver three on draft day. Alshon Jeffrey was wide receiver 59. He was getting taken right alongside Jarvis Landry. D.D. Westbrook was getting taken ahead of these guys, right at the top of the wide receiver three class, and he was wide receiver 48 in 2019. So it's all a long way of saying, it's a big preamble to say, You nail your wide receiver three, you nail someone in that range, and you could really pay off. And on the flip side, if you whiff on that range, it could be a really, really bad pick that you are dropping. So this is a big range of outcomes in this part of the draft. And so I thought, let's do it, guys. Let's have an inaugural wide receiver three draft. So we're just looking at basically the wide receiver three class. We didn't want this to be something where a guy is wide receiver 26 today and then a week from now he's up to wide receiver 23. So we moved a little bit off that leading edge of the wide receiver three class. We are looking at guys who are right now, as we are sitting here between wide receiver 28 and 45 by ADP. That's 18 players. We're going to go through this draft. We're all going to take five and we'll obviously have conversations about the five guys. We're thinking half PPR scoring and just to uh, spice things up a little bit, give us a little bit more flexibility. We'll all be allowed one pick of a guy if we want it, who is outside the top 45, someone who is 46, 47, 48, you know what outside top 45 means. (laughs) So if you want it, you can definitely use that. And so let's get going. We'll set a draft order here. I'm going to bring up my favorite randomizer. It's random.org. You can see it right there on the screen. I'm going to check out our list randomizer. I'm just going to put our names in here. Beller, Brandon, Jake. You guys are seeing that all on the screen, right? Yeah, typing in. I'm going to randomize this three times. We'll say the third one is the draft order. So here we go. There's one. Here's two. Here's our order. Oh, the order we put him in. <laughs> two, Me, Brandon. Hit, two, two didn't. Two didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah did look at the bottom. It says you have randomized this list three yeah. times. The, the one and two didn't change at all. Right That's there. Well, hey, random is random, Jake. That's how it works. <laughs> nah, it's bullcrap. I feel like we're watching <laughs> someone right. do like three card money, where we have to like follow. <laughs> <laughs> you saw the same thing though, right? Like the list one and two were the. Well, exact I saw same. that That's I was the was. first pick both times. Yes, I was excited about that. Yeah, so yeah. I, that's what I was. I didn't think that you hit it the second time. Well, guys, them's the breaks, my friends. There's our draft order. Me first, Brandon is second, and Jake is yeah. third. So we're gonna go. Right my ass. We're gonna go <laughs> with a snake draft here. And again, we've got uh, we've got wide receivers twenty eight through forty five available. So just to uh, uh, read through the names quickly: T. Higgins, Juju Smith-Schuster, D.J. Chark, Jamar Chase. 
uh, Cortland Sutton, Debo Samuel, Tyler Boyd, Robbie Anderson, Will Fuller, Jerry Judy, Devontae Smith, Brandon Cooks, Jarvis Landry, Curtis Samuel, Antonio Brown, Jalen Waddell, Marquise Brown, and Devontae Parker. So let's see, guys. First overall pick right here. Oh, man. What am I going to do? We talked about this guy a little bit last week. I'm taking Cortland Sutton. Oh, Cortland. God. <laughs> Bless America. I think, Cortland, I think Cortland Sutton just comes back with a monster, monster season. We talked about him a lot uh, last week, so we don't need to go too in-depth on him here. But we know what he did in 2019. Uh, he was expected to be right in that wide receiver two group. That's where he was being drafted. I think pretty much everyone would have universally agreed that he was a top that had easily had a top 20 ceiling last year. I don't think it matters too much who the quarterback is between Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. I'd say there's a higher ceiling for him and for the offense as a whole with Locke, but there is at least a floor of competency with Teddy Bridgewater, which the Broncos simply did not have last season. And go back to all the quarterbacks he played with in 2019. That didn't stop him from being a great fantasy receiver. So I think Cortland Sutton, for me, is the guy who I will take first of this group. If I am confronted with a decision where these are the top receivers available in any of my drafts, Cortland Sutton is going to be my guy here. Brandon, really quick, you want to jump in? You uh, you had a, a, an obvious reaction there, so you are uh, yeah, clearly on, the child on Team Sutton as well, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Team Sutton. I Actually, I think I said on the show earlier, I haven't ranked 17th at wide receiver. I'm, I'm as bullish as anybody on Sutton. Um, look, I think, you know, when he was when he was great and he had the full season um that was with a, a myriad of quarterbacks and you have two quarterbacks there if Drew Locke's not good they're going to put Teddy Bridgewater in so you got to feel like there's a there's going to be a better level of quarterback play this season and who knows maybe they they yep. swing a deal for just Deshaun Watson but i just think yeah I, he is the guy i wanted uh i have him ranked uh, significantly higher than the other guys i mean I, I yeah that's just tough uh good good pick i like it <laughs> Look at this. I mean, that's, that, Jake, that's the, you're getting sniped right away. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. That's um, why we draft. You know, I'm off it. I'm, and this is funny. It's like, I, I, I'm completely off on this one. I mean, I had, I wrote down six names for my top six out of the list. Uh -huh. He was fifth. It wasn't like, yeah. I, even if I got him at three, it wouldn't even be my first. And you know how it is. I just, if you're on my side of things, it just comes to Judy is a factor. And KJ Hamler's a factor. No offense, a factor. The quarterback situation is a factor. And this is a more run balanced team than most in the league with a great defense. I'm just concerned volume. I love Cortland Sutton. You guys know that. But it's just a volume game for me, especially when we're talking about this range of wide receivers. And he doesn't even break my top 30. Yeah, I know he doesn't, Jake, because I've actually to, to have as much of an advantage as possible. I have your I have your projections up. So in case it comes down to I have a, a close call to make. What are you? What am I? What are you? One of my league mates in my home league? You're bringing yeah, my rankings to the draft? Seriously, we've got the I, I should upload. I'm going to have to upload this. The, uh, the if that file changes your keeping. second pick, I'm going to reach through here and punch in the nose. I'm going to have to upload the file that uh, I've been keeping about all the running little side bets that we uh, just sort of come up with on the fly on this show because uh, you know we're going to keep this one in there too and so uh, it'll be always nice to be able to refer back to uh, especially when you know we're sitting here looking at each other's projections and cheat sheets to get going and you know what's just really a fun exercise for the listeners and the viewers out there uh, but Cortland Sutton first player off the board in our wide receiver three draft Brandon second overall pick who are you going with here 
Yeah, this is uh, my by my rankings. This is a clear second uh, choice for me as well. I'm going to go with Juju Smith Schuster. Um, oh, okay, good. Yeah. So you didn't change. It well, I'm assuming rankings? we're doing second. I had this ready too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see it. What, what? I'm trying to like. Why is the reflection? There we go. Oh, it's a middle finger. Oh, I like middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> I had it ready because I thought you were going to go down my ranks. No, I. Yeah, I think I know who you're going with. I'm assuming we're doing second round reversal though, right? <laughs> yeah. I feel like uh, it doesn't matter for you where you are if we reverse or That's not. That's a good point. That's yeah, a good point. <laughs> um, look, uh, yeah, so Juju, what makes him the obvious number two for well, you? Well, Jake's big on volume, and I think we know Juju's you know pretty safe in that department. He's you know short and intermediate range guy there for Ben Roethlisberger. It's you know worked out not to a huge yards per catch, but. Uh, I feel good about 90-plus catches here, and I'm also kind of betting – I mean, you have to make the call. Is Ben Roethlisberger going to be worse or better or the same? I think he's either going to be the same or better. So – so that's that's the you know that's the dice roll I'm making with Juju, but this is a guy who's not that old. He's been in the league like what five years, but he's still like 24, 25 years old. So he's still in his prime, and I think uh, there's less volatility in this offense than with someone like Chase Claypool. So give me Juju. Um, you do want me to jump? I don't hate it. You know, just yeah, it's Deont Bay in. for me. Yeah, Deont Bay is the one that I think is, but he doesn't qualify obviously. But that would be the one I think that's yeah. just gonna kind of. Juju offsets Claypool. It wouldn't shock me, but I think that Claypool gets the touchdown edge. Juju's got a lot of touchdowns last year for how he was used. So, yeah, just a little bit of concern. It's just three guys, although, hint, hint, I'm going to have to reverse the <laughs> argument that I just made of three guys in volume for what I'm about to oh, do. Oh, I know, right I know now, exactly what you're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, jump right in. Carry, carry our draft on here. You know, Juju, we, uh, we know the argument for, as you said, Deontay Johnson doesn't qualify for our purposes here. He is being drafted too high to be considered. So Juju, the one stealer here. It is interesting how many teammates you see in this general range of guys. We, mm-hmm. You see we have a few Bengals here. Uh, Deontay Johnson just missed being part of this. Odell Beckham just missed being part of this. But uh, Jarvis Landry's here. Uh, Brandon Ayuk just me- missed being part of this. Debo Samuel is here. We've got a couple of Dolphins. So a lot of teammates. So you know it, it, it behooves you to figure out what you think about each team's passing game with multiple players in this range. Jake, two picks for you are third and fourth picks in the wide receiver three draft. Who do you got? Yeah. So I'm going to go to the team that has three teammates in this group (laughs) and I'm not taking the highest of the ADP who I do think will end up being the highest of the ADP. It's Jamar Chase. That's who I'm going with. I'm going with the quarterback who I think is going to lead the league in attempts and where I just said it's a volume game. Here's the difference of where I say versus the Steelers versus the Bengals is I do think Chase is stepping in to be the one or two with T. Higgins, and it's three guys. They have no tight end worth of note. I mean, C.J. Uzma, yeah, he'll be fun, but we kind of had tried to have mm-hmm. fun with that last year. Drew Sample, it's, it's nobody's going to t- – it's kind of like the Panthers. Not, th- despite what we can think about the tight ends, none of them are going to come close to – impacting the wide receivers and yeah. you look at it as totally it's like unlike the Steelers more plays with arguably if you told me pure talent versus pure talent Najee Harris versus Joe Mixon and I, I think they're very close but I think Najee Harris affects the Steelers passing game more than Joe Mixon does as in from a attempt sure. standpoint again obviously I have the Bengals leading the leagues in pass attempts mm-hmm. so you talk about Justin Jefferson Jeff, Jefferson, I added this, I <laughs> Justin Jefferson 
just finished as a wide receiver one stepping into, I think, a similar volume. And yeah. you told me wide receiver versus wide receiver and quarterback versus quarterback. I'm taking the talent with the Bengals on both of those scenarios. So you got back-to-back picks here. Are you going to... I Well, I was seeing if you wanted to jump in first. I was giving yeah. you the time. Brandon, let's look at it from that angle, right? Uh, So T. Higgins is being taken higher. T. Higgins is also ranked a little bit higher by consensus rankings. If you were taking one of these Bengals, would you be on board with Jake and Chase, or would you go with Higgins? Look, I think there's two. I mean, there's two completely plausible outcomes here, and I think in a in a draft like this, Jake is perfectly positioned to just take both of them. And I'm curious if that's (laughs) what you're going to do because, uh, and and looking at your rankings and I kind of agree, I kind of agree with you. I think you're like right over a thousand yards and like 6.8 touchdowns to 6.2 touchdowns and very similar, uh, volume. And, and that's it. It's like, I don't know how you differentiate these two in drafts. I think you have to have them right next to each other. I think they, they both like if, if one's better than the other, it's probably not by a whole lot. All right, Jake, who's pick number two here? <laughs> I don't hedge bets. I, I'm not. I, 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 I think about that if I wanted to play, but I play for first place. I don't play for like, ooh, I want to be second. It's cool. <laughs> so nothing against you, Faustin. I get your argument, but if I think I'm going to potentially get the two, the one and the two out of this group, yes, look, I do believe we don't, 100% know. like sometimes we don't know we don't 100% know that DJ Chark will be the number one for the Jaguars mm-hmm. it could be another guy in this list who we'll see if he goes in the draft well he's not even in this it might be one of the outside picks. X factor just outside yeah just outside if indeed. Marvin Jones leads this team and fantasy points it wouldn't shock me just uh, on the touchdown side of things the one thing we mm-hmm. do know is that Trevor Lawrence is better than anything that was back there at quarterback last year we do know that DJ Chark two years ago showed the upside of Chark being an NFL number one wide receiver who can mm-hmm. be the guy who is outside out there every single play can move around can do the most dynamic things of anybody in this team outside of Chenault well you could say dynamic out of the backfield but I think that all of these of these wide receivers, Chark has what you want. Chark has shown questions. They saw it last year. Again, you could blame the quarterback. He could blame him too, because even before Gardner Minshew got hurt, there were some concerns like he it wasn't consistency that you wanted to see. So, but again, if we're going back two years and you're adding Trevor Lawrence of what we think Chark could be, I could see Chark finishing as a wide receiver one. And if I'm going to not hedge off the Bengals and think only one finishes, that's why I'm going to go with Chase and Chark. And I'm out. Uh, is there anybody else that starts with a CH in their last name? Can I get all the chis? Is there <laughs> Chark and Chase. No, that, that's it for this purpose. And oh, no, no, no Claypool on this one. That's too bad. You could have got Chase. Oh, well, yeah, that's yeah. You could have Chase, uh, first name. Oh, yeah, but, the first name. <laughs> <laughs> but he also just missed being part of this group. Uh, Brandon, let's uh, let, let's pick up on actually what you said, and then you also just roll right into your second round pick. Um, My next would pick you, is, is Chad Beebe. Is that? Ooh, I don't know if you want <laughs> Chad Beebe. I actually talked to Arif Hassan, our Vikings beat writer, about that situation, and he thinks that if BC Johnson can be the wide receiver three there, maybe some deep league fantasy value. You'll be able to hear all those beat writer roundtable episodes coming up this week and next Accidental on the Athletic plug Fantasy Football Podcast. Thank you, Jake. Brandon, one question and then roll to your pick. Is what you said with Jay, is that something you would actually consider doing? Like if you were on a turn, would you think about taking, doing a Chase Higgins double tap? I would. is that just an idea for this here? If I mean, even by Jake's projections, even him projecting Chase as the alpha or the one in that, but what's the difference between the one and the two in this offense? It's, it's like razor thin. And, um, 
And like I said, you could be wrong, Jake, but only slightly. And it could be Higgins who's slightly better than Chase. This way, you're just getting, right. uh, you know, 100 plus targets from both of these guys. You know, they have upside, you know, in the in the red zone as scores. And, and you know, you, you're feeling good about a thousand plus yards. Like, mm-hmm. like in your projections, Jake, those are as good of projections as you get in this group right now. I mean, it's like. Yeah. So why not? Why Again, not I don't, just I don't own disagree, the two most like... dangerous weapons in one of the highest volume passing offenses you expect to be in twenty twenty one? Yeah, it's it's more about how to attack the draft. Like at best ball, I think you, a lot of times you don't even want to go with both of the same wide receivers. But in this best ball type of situation, which everybody's great in best ball, you know, I hate that. But and this is actually a strategy because you're drafting these guys early in a best ball right. scenario. If Higgins and Chase alternate. Half the way. Like, look at Metcalf and Tyler Lockett last year. You would have much preferred them in a best ball format than trying to figure out their games in a seasonal because a lot of them offset each other. Yep. Right. Well, at least in the second half. The first half, yeah, they, yeah. they were gold no matter what. Well, but... that's because Ross, Russ was still in the kitchen at that point. <laughs> he, was he was still in the he kitchen. He was cooking. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was. Um, all right, Brandon, do we know, do we know who this is? Do yeah. Do we know it's... exactly who this is? This is exactly T Higgins, and and, and I don't know where you guys feel, but I feel like this is the uh, this is the demarcation point, the drop off in tears within this group. Because if I didn't no, I have, have T more. Higgins available to me, then I I would be like, ugh, it's a bunch of kind of conjecture. But I feel pretty strongly that Higgins is the hmm. guy at this point for all the reasons that we've already talked about with this mm-hmm. offense and the fact that you know him and Jamar Chase are both you know the upsides there. So give me T Higgins. Yeah, it's interesting. I'll trade you one of your picks for my fourth and fifth, Beller, so I can go next. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, I've got a couple of guys. So I agree with Brandon that this is the point. There is a line of demarcation in this wide receiver three draft. For me, it would have been these five guys for sure would be my top five. And you could, I think you could argue them in any order. Um, But I think Sutton, Juju, Chase, Chark, and Higgins would be the five who I would be targeting first in a draft. So with those guys gone, there are two guys who, even though I think they're a step down, I actually like I like them relatively comfortably the best of the next group of guys. So I'll throw them up here uh, really quickly. The first is Will Fuller. Um, and, you know, I, I just I believe in this Miami offense uh, bouncing back this season or Tua taking a step forward. I guess it's sort of a bounce back for Tua. I don't think we want to penalize him too much. This was a guy who was uh, widely viewed as one of the best quarterback prospects uh, that we'd seen in a while coming out of Alabama. Then he gets the hip injury, pandemic season, no real training camp, thrown into the fire, always looking over his shoulder for Ryan Fitzpatrick, a a surprisingly competitive team that suddenly was playing for the playoffs and didn't expect it last year. There's a lot of easy ways. We're not just making excuses for Tua. There's a lot of easy ways to say this one again. Like so many things went against him that if even one or two of them are different, we could be talking about a much different rookie season for him. All of those things are also cleared off the decks this year, and he has a much better supporting cast around him. It starts with Will Fuller. So I like Will Fuller here. I know there's going to be a boomer bust nature to his game. That's just always the case. I'll deal with the what he's got one game left on the suspension from last season. So I'll deal with that. Whatever. No big deal. Doesn't matter. And then he'll be a, a guy who I turn to, I think, with a lot of confidence and can really take the top off the defense. And you look at Will Fuller, you look at what they did with Jalen Waddell. Tells you that Miami believes that Tua can be a guy who pushes the ball down the field this season. So I feel good about Will Fuller. Jake, I'm thinking that my second guy here maybe is the other one that you're thinking. I could be wrong. I definitely could be wrong. But if I had to guess the one other guy you would put in that first group that you say should be ahead of the line of demarcation, Brandon and I are referencing, it's Devontae Smith. Am I right about that? 
No, but it would have been one of my two picks. So where's my middle finger thing? (laughs) (laughs) Get it back. Devontae Smith, another guy who we've talked about uh, in recent weeks here on the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I think he easily steps in as the wide receiver one in Philly. And I like Jalen Rager. I like Jalen Rager at his price. I like Dallas Goddard at his price. I like Miles Sanders at his price. I think there's a lot of buying opportunities with this Philly offense. Uh, But Devontae Smith, we know what this team did to get him. We know how highly they prized him in the draft. And we know what a great uh, uh, prospect he was coming out of college. So I think he steps right into a, a pretty easy 110 targets or so this season as the wide receiver one in Philly. And that's something that I want to get on board with. Don't overlook things like a guy who is a wide receiver one on his own team being the wide receiver 38 overall in fantasy. Like there's a lot of volume. There's a lot of value in volume. Like we talk about a bunch here on this show and Devontae Smith is going to have it. I think some of the most affordable wide receiver one volume that you can find on a board this season. So I will pair Will Fuller and Devontae Smith with Cortland Sutton and round things out for me in the first three rounds. Uh, Jake, you said Devontae Smith would have been one of your guys. So what has you on board with him? No, I mean, I've beaten this drum to death already. And like there's a hole in the side of the drum. I need a new one. So Devontae (laughs) Smith is walking into being the number one. Devontae Smith is an amazing wide receiver and offense built around Jalen Hurts. Now an offense that has an offensive line as of today, but a lot of healthy (laughs) options here. Rager can move to the number two. Goddard wasn't healthy for the entire time last year. And I'm looking right now, I have him wide receiver 36, but 20, which isn't a lot to ask for anybody over the course of a season, 20 fantasy points puts him all the way up to wide receiver 21. Like that's how easy it is to move from these 30s into the 20s and potentially even higher than that. You give him 30 more points, which now, you know, that's a little bit of That's five touchdowns, just, you know, quick math right there. But that puts him all the way up to wide receiver 15. I mean, just that that's and I'm going to say like five touch obviously would come from other places. But yeah, you know, I'm a big Devontae Smith guy and he is in the group with like the Will Fuller for me when I was making my list. Uh, but yeah, there is one more that I'm seeing if Brandon takes that. I, there's one more on the list here. No, I'm I'm drafting with my heart on, on this pick. So um, <laughs> Dwayne Eskridge. <laughs> well, if we if we were allowed to go one more round, maybe. But no, not Dwayne Eskridge. Uh, it's going to be Debo Samuel. And okay. I. I love the guy. I think he's a talented football player. Um, and you look at San Francisco, there's three guys. They don't throw their running backs a lot. We've talked about this before. Um, I don't think we're going to see a lot of a, a three and four wide receivers. You're going to see Ayuk, Debo, and Kittle in a lot of running. And I just think that's fine. And some of that running is going to be from Debo. You know, I, I'll factor in an extra 100 yards on the ground and maybe a touchdown or two uh, into that equation. But I think he's a good bet for 100, 100 targets. Mm-hmm. And if Trey Lance is every bit as good as they think he is, uh, you know, I think it just raises the roof of this offense even more. So uh, my only worry with Debo is just the health. You know, he missed he missed uh, what nine games last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if he's healthy, I'm going to be happy with this pick. Will you be as happy with it if you knew Jimmy Garoppolo was going to start 16 games? <laughs> and Jimmy Garoppolo is like serviceable. Is he like the definition of serviceable? I think that's what he is. So, you know, it's better than the Cortland Sutton situation. If Jimmy Garoppolo is in Denver, he might be the favorite to start. That's just kind of, you know, so you got to look at it like that. It's similar, I feel like, to to Bridgewater in that there's like a floor of competency for sure, no matter who the quarterback is. And there's a clear ceiling with Lance uh, as the guy there. But uh, Debo, uh, obviously someone who I feel like if injury weren't a question, we would be talking about him 
a little bit higher uh, on yeah. on fantasy I think it's the other boards. way. I think if everybody's healthy, my concern is this team's going to run the ball a thousand times. And, uh, but if injury uh, weren't a question for him, if injury weren't no, a question no, so I'm saying like him. if injury wasn't a question for anybody, it's a healthy yeah. Kittle, a healthy Ayuk. Right. Debo checks in at number three on all the, the running run, backs healthy the run heaviest team that there is yeah. out there. Yeah, you but know, Minis- it, Minnesota right. has two two wide receivers off the board. They're one of the run heaviest teams, and they got two wide receivers off the board because they're already gone here. You know, we're yeah, talking but Justin about Justin. Je- I mean, Justin. Jefferson's but again, we had that debate. Like, I, I don't disagree guys. with you on Debo. Yeah, but we had that debate on the last show. I think I think right. it was last show. It was the fact that it's two versus three. Like their tight yeah. end doesn't come worlds into the yeah. realm of George Kittle's volume. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And you can't put those guys in. I mean, Justin Jefferson is is a, a class and a half ahead of these guys, I think, pretty comfortably. And Adam Thielen, I mean, I think there's reason to be fading him a little bit this season, especially at where his current cost is. But maybe we'll do that as a draft uh, next week or something. Wide receiver, wide receiver two and above that we don't want. It's like the anti-draft. <laughs> That's <laughs> what so we could be looking at uh, next week. And uh, then let's all do this. the people follow and tag all the players <laughs> so they get mad at us. Uh, Jake, <laughs> let's do this. Let's uh, let's hear your two picks, and then I'm going to okay. give the uh, guess that player clue number two. Okay, I don't know if you saw me. I was doing this when Brandon was talking because yeah. <laughs> I feel like Giannis up here getting this lob because you guys are just giving me the draft. I'm just going to slam it home right now because the one I was talking about, and also I'm really glad the other guy's already still there. So the one is Brandon Cooks. The only reason Brandon Cooks isn't higher because we don't know what the quarterback situation is. But guess what? He also had Jared Goff for one of those years. He's also, you know, the last time he hasn't been a top 15 wide receiver. Oh, the year he didn't finish Oregon the entire State. season. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's been close to 200 points or better every single year. And you talk about volume. We're out here talking. Is Nico Collins going to be the number two? Is Randall Cobb going to be the number two? Mm-hmm. Is I don't give a damn because Brandon Cooks is stepping into 140 targets, even from piss-poor quarterback play. Mm. Brandon Cooks being down here is criminal to Brandon Cooks. And I think it's just, I don't, I don't know what it is, perception. Again, I understand the quarterback situation isn't nice with Tyrod, but I'm okay with it. And then number two is one of the best deep ball wide receivers who is going to one of the best deep ball passers who has a new quarterback, new team, they're all together, and it's Curtis Samuel still being on the board right here that you're going to give me Brandon Cooks and Curtis Samuel here. I don't even need a fifth-round pick. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Expectations for the Curtis Samuel role in Washington, Jake? Uh, Pretty much what I said. I think Terry McLaurin's role stays the same. Curtis Samuel is going to be able to do more what he does downfield. He was getting flashes of it last year Mm -hmm. with the Panthers as they kind of actually. Let me let me let me let me interrupt and ask you phrase it like this because I think we've talked about that to a certain extent. Yeah. Are you at all worried about the fact that this is a coaching staff that had Curtis Samuel in Carolina and didn't really use him the way that Matt Rule used him last year, and now he's reunited with that group in Washington? Do you fear any reversion? to pre-Matt Rule, Curtis Samuel, Carolina usage? No, because I think that's also a young Curtis Samuel who it wasn't developed to where he is today, and also a situation where it's not exactly the same coaching staff with the rule and everything. So I think it's just a, an opportunity here. He's going to be the number two. My biggest concern from here, and this is why I don't have, and I know we're not talking about him, but he comes into the conversation because I know people are going to be like, well, what about Logan Thomas's is the history? And I get, I know there's been a, a history of not great tight ends, but Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't target his tight ends as much as other quarterbacks do. And I think that if you're telling me the pecking order of McLaurin, Thomas, Samuel, and include the backfield of what we expect from Antonio Gibson, I have a big fear of Logan Thomas falling to fourth 
as in the pecking yeah. order there. So I, I am at this value all over Curtis Samuel. I think Curtis Samuel could actually, I mean, if my four picks, if he was the second best of my four picks, they wouldn't even shock me. All right, here's, uh, you can't really see that, but here's where the draft stands. I wish this can't kind of see make this a little Oh, I bit got bigger. all C's. I didn't even do yeah, that. Got all C's. Look, yeah, there we go. That. All C's. Chase Chark, Chase Chark, Cooks, and Kurt. You've got there you go. there. The Sealy squad. Uh, so Brandon's got Juju, uh, Higgins, and Debo Samuel. I've got Cortland Sutton, Will Fuller, and Devontae Smith through three rounds and a pick here in our wide receiver three draft. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Let's get to our guest that player, Clue 2. Put the uh, draft on hold for a second. So, Clue 2, last year I had more catches than Chase Claypool and more yards than Chris Godwin. How about that? that Obviously, help. there's, you know, we're, we're being a little bit arbitrary here. Chris Godwin missed some time, but just want to show you that this is a guy who was uh, putting his name among some guys who we're really excited about this season. To re- refresh your memory, clue number one, wide receiver 29 by points per game and wide receiver 31 overall a season ago. This is in half PPR That's what I'm leagues. thinking too, Brandon. I think my guy still fits that, but it doesn't really help clarify if he's the guy. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still at two guys, yeah. I, I haven't narrowed it down yet, so I have to wait to write my little card down of who I think it is. Yeah. Okay. I... Uh... I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about this for you guys. I think you're going to, I think, well, I think the third clue might do it for you here. Brandon, let's pick back up with the draft. You are up who you got here in the, what were you are in the, uh, the middle of the fourth yeah. round. Oh, fourth yeah. Round. I feel like, you know, this is kind of the pick where people don't know what to make of him. It was kind of a surprise last year with the 138, uh, targets. I'm going to go with Robbie Anderson. You know, Jake just took Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel had 97 targets, in this Carolina offense, he's gone. Robbie Anderson was the clear, clear most targeted receiver. Um, didn't score a ton of touchdowns, but 95 catches, almost 1,100 yards. And, you know, you get, if anybody's going to benefit from Sam Darnold coming over, it's going to be, you know, the, <laughs> the muscle memory that, that's already defenses. been created between the two. <laughs> defenses. Yeah. It's like <laughs> <laughs> NFC South defenses. <laughs> The number one beneficiaries. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yes, so there is the the past relationship, but you got to bring that relationship over to a much better environment, a much better uh, you know guidance under offensive coordinator Joe Brady. So I'll go with Robbie Anderson. I feel like this is a good value at this point. All right, Jake, you make the joke, but Robbie Anderson in this spot after all the receivers have been taken, is that a pick you could see yourself making in a real draft? Yeah. I actually think Robbie Anderson is a great value in general. Uh, and you know that I've always been lower on most for a volume standpoint of DJ Moore, but even DJ Moore is 
price right now. Isn't it still like right around 20? It's 24. Even that's reasonable because what Brandon said mm-hmm. is the biggest thing. Curtis Samuel's gone. And we have a lot of expectations for Terrace Marshall. And Terrace Marshall, I've said many times before, has everything you want from an NFL wide receiver, but is also somebody, if you go back and watch his tape at LSU, is covered a lot because he's lazy in his routes and kind of takes things for granted because he is so yeah. damn good. That's a testament to his talent, but that could limit him as a rookie if he doesn't. Now, if Terrace Marshall just blows up from day one, everybody's going to be hurt and we're going to be talking about these guys in the 25 to 35 range again this year. But uh, <laughs> I think that, you know, as things stand, you're asking a rookie to step in for Curtis Samuel for all intents and purposes, and that should just help Robbie Anderson repeat. Another team that also you're not really afraid of what the tight end is going to bring. You're obviously very afraid of what the running back is going to take off the table in the passing yes. game. But uh, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, they're really not going to be affected, potentially not affected at all by a wide receiver other than the other one and not affected really by the tight end. So it could be plenty of targets, even with Christian McCaffrey taking his 100 and whatever that he gets from Sam Darnold. We are back to me for two picks. Uh, these are pretty easy for me. Uh, not, not because I think that they should have been taken ahead of any of the guys you guys took. I would have loved Brandon Cooks to make it back to me, something like that. I would have taken Robbie Anderson if we were here. But with what's left, these are pretty easy picks for me to make. The first, I'll just finish off the Bengals trio. Tyler Boyd's (laughs) sitting there. I mean, basically any Bengal who is still available uh, around wide receiver, you know, 35 to 40 you should be in on for all the reasons that we've already talked about with uh, with the, the volume that's going to be there with Joe Burrow potentially being one of the next big things at the quarterback position in the NFL. And, you know, Tyler Boyd, he proved to us a couple of years ago that he can be a leading receiver for his team when A.J. Green was still relevant but was dealing with injury. And now he's got so many other guys around him that I feel like they're going to be able to let him flourish. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him do a little bit more out of the slot this year than he's really ever done at any point in his career. And I think that although I think it's just a very nice grouping of receivers where all three guys can potentially uh, let their strengths shine through and none of them will be asked to do anything that he isn't necessarily equipped to do. And that hasn't always been true for Tyler Boyd during his time in Cincinnati. So even though the volume is going to be less than what it's been in seasons past, I think still like the setup for him overall in Cincy. And then my next pick, why not just shoot for it? Antonio Brown. Um, yeah, eight games yeah. with the, with the uh, Buccaneers last season. And obviously we're not expecting that exact same pace, but uh, you, you do get that sort of pace, and you're talking about a guy who's going to be an easy wide receiver too. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, obviously they take away what they take away uh, in the passing game and should be thought of as the obvious wide receiver one and wide receiver two for this team. But it's pretty clear that Antonio Brown and Tom Brady have some sort of connection with one another. I He's mean, still for the month of December, he was a wide receiver one. There you go, exactly. And so if he can do 75% of that over a full season – then you're going to be feeling pretty good about getting him around wide receiver 42 overall. So those are my two guys, Tyler Boyd and Antonio Brown. And it wraps up my uh, draft there. So Cortland Sutton, Will Fuller, Devontae Smith, and Tyler Boyd, and Antonio Brown is my team of five for wide receiver three. Brandon, I will ask you, if if I would have passed on one of those guys, would you have scooped that guy up? Uh, yes. So I would have taken Tyler Boyd. I would have felt a little bit weird about having two Bengals, but, uh, he was right there. You could have traded for Chase. Yeah. Have all three of them. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I might've considered that. I would lock that down. I don't have a problem with that. Um, I would not have taken Antonio Brown. He's on my Barry Bonds. Do not draft list. He's, you know, just, a, I actually like. I told you, I, I like that pick. No, I don't think it's bad I, I value. I just, yeah. I don't want to ruin it. Oh, you just, it, you yeah. don't ever want him on your team. By the way, you know, who was number five in December? Brandon Wide receiver Cox. five. 
Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Well, whoa, Brandon Cooks. I, I get. A, I, I'm sorry, but I get like a Nate Peterman vibe from Davis Mills. So it could go. It, it could go poorly. <laughs> I mean, it's Tyrod. We're, I don't think we're getting Mills unless Tyrod gets stabbed in the chest with a 15 inch needle again. Oh, man. <laughs> don't rule that out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, um. All right, Brandon. Yeah. So you've got. Uh, let's see. Who is left among the guys who are in our Group up to wide receiver forty five. Well, Jerry Judy, yep. Jarvis I think he's Landry, taking wide receiver sixteen for December. Jalen Waddle, <laughs> Marquise Brown, and Devontae Parker. Those guys are still left up to wide receiver forty five. You can go beyond it if you want. No, I kind of wanted to. You know, I was hoping to maybe take a pick outside the top forty five. You exercise that. You know, the free license oh, to wrong. do that. But no, I mean Jerry Judy's. Jerry Judy's higher up than anybody outside this this ADP top 45. So um, I, I know all of Jake's concerns, but I mean, Jerry Judy may actually be the best fit for like a Teddy Bridgewater, a guy that, you know, can run, run shorter routes is, you know, got that good route running acumen. And we, we're going to assume his hands are going to be better. And, you know, with a, with a year yeah. of kind of being there and, and all that, and, and being the secondary option to a, a big threat, like Cortland Sutton could also work out for him as well. So uh, I'll take Jerry Judy to me. He's, he was the standalone guy on my list list of who was left. Um, but I would have, I would have kind of enjoyed going off the, uh, you know, outside the barrier here. That would have been kind of fun. So maybe Jake will. Here. Let me, yeah, Jake, well, Jake, before you give us your pick, are you going to go outside the, the top 45 with your final pick? <laughs> I was still debating. Um, okay, let me let me <laughs> let me circle back to Brandon. Though. You keep debating, Brandon. Let's say it. Uh, there was a world where I took Judy, and you didn't want. You said you didn't want Antonio Brown. So let's say I took Tyler Boyd and Jerry Judy. You didn't want Antonio Brown. You do go outside the top 45. Who would it have been? Lavisca. I think I would have went Lavisca. That's who I thought you yeah. were going to take. That he's, was wide receiver 16 in December last year. Yeah, he was number. He's number 39 on my list. So he's inside that you know 45 range by a, a pretty good amount and uh had chenault gone i would have went with a little fun upside play on mike williams being the you know the michael thomas Ooh. for you love some michael williams. i do like mike williams he's young enough he's playing for a contract <laughs> we know he has a thousand yard 10 td upside puts uh-huh. put some more volume on that and maybe put all you know maybe everything comes together finally but it would have been you know it would have been a fun dice roll are we getting crazy on LaVisca here? Are we like, are we? You know my feelings. Are we assuming too much for him in year two? Yes. I, I mean, I guess it's not even, it's not even too much. It's not too much for him. It's what I keep going back to. If they didn't sign Marvin Jones, I'm all over this. Yeah. But it, so Ken, Ken should not find his way to be in a top 15 wide receiver. Yes. That involves DJ Chark being a bust, which I'm not saying isn't possible, but. That DJ Chark is now a bust. It's more of what we saw last year than what we did two years ago. Marvin Jones is just adequate Marvin Jones, what we saw from the Lions, 800 yards, seven touchdowns, and Chenault becomes the number one. Chenault has size, street, speak, size speed, strength. He has the combination. He has the dynamic ability to, to be the number one. I just... I think he's the three right now. Now, but that's again, I think he has a very, very large range of outcomes. But I think the problem is, what is he, 47 on this board? I have never yeah. seen him go that far. Let me let I, me ask I you guys. See him in the mid thirties. Is is the whole Urban Meyer thing? Does that scare you at all? Like the control freak? No, that, I think that's getting overblown. Coming in from college, doing weird things, being like the next Chip Kelly, where you know that was what I said. I was the one that said the next I, Chip Kelly. It, but hey, here's the good, here's the good <laughs> thing: Chip Kelly fooled everybody in the NFL for a little bit of time. 
So at least maybe year one will be good. Well, we'll see. Yeah. I just I sort of feel like a, a coach who's had all the success that Urban Meyer has had at three different stops who is older, right? We're not talking about a, a young guy coming up from college, a guy who's older, who has been around football for so long, who has sent so many guys to the pros, who has you know, kept in touch with those guys once they've gotten to the pros, all that. I feel like he, even though he's an older guy, is maybe going to be more f- willing to be flexible in changing his methods to suit a bunch of professionals rather than a bunch of college kids uh, than we've seen from some other college coaches who have made the move. Hmm. All right. It's helpful. It's helpful to hear that because I I have a little bit of concerns. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) All that and then I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's my that's my working theory. At least I'm not. uh, uh, Urban Meyer is not scaring me off of drafting Jags players. It's not really a consideration. All right. Did we stall enough for Jake yet? Does he is he ready with his final pick? (laughs) I I want like five guys here. (laughs) Like I thought about Michael Pittman. I thought about Jalen Waddell. Uh, I pushed back myself on both of them. Uh, I thought about Corey Davis to round out the five C's just for the fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. So you know what? And look, what, what what was the goal of this, by the way? What like what what were we shooting for? Are we shooting for top fifteen, top twenty? Yeah, we're shooting for like I said off the top. We had Stephon okay. Diggs last year and Brandon so Cooks and Deontay is... Johnson and Allen Robinson and Jarvis Landry in 2019. Yeah. We're trying to find the guys who are going to be drafted as wide receiver threes, but are going to play like wide receiver, wide receiver ones receiver or wide receiver twos because we know it's going to happen. So I think he, I think this will happen for this one. I think he'll go from being a wide receiver five to being a wide receiver two, and it happened to be. Somebody posted this over the weekend. I don't remember who it was. Uh, probably PFF or one of those accounts. But mm-hmm. showing a lot of clips of this guy playing last year. It took a lot of people by storm and watching these balls while he's wide open. Be Eli Manning to go to Odo Beckham and just being like, blew past the defender, 10 feet in front of him. Blew past the defender, behind him. Blew past the defender, doesn't even get I looked I, at. I think. Yeah. Are you going to put it up? Because you're going to get super excited when I say it. I think I, I, think I, saw, the, I, think I saw the exact tweet you're talking about. I'm t- let me tell you. Um, the number uh, two. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! I screwed up. Wait! Wait! Don't <laughs> say it. You can dra- drag it out. Keep saying great things about him because I know who it is. And he has also got an amazing rookie quarterback coming in to play for them, he, who should be there sure by does. week two or three. Yes, Darnell <laughs> Mooney. Darnell Mooney. So, like, for as good as he was last year, look at the plays that were left on the field. Good yeah. God! <laughs> and even if it is Andy Dalton for a while, Andy Dalton's still going to be better than some of those throws that just got. Again, he was getting either, it was if everybody wants to comparison is go back. Remember Eli Manning's days with Odell Beckham be like Odell Beckham's bomb downfield and he misses him and he misses him and he misses him. So, again, there's a lot of guys in this group that I could see. I knew that you'd probably bring up Mike Williams uh, and I don't have a problem with even Mike Williams potentially finding his way to the top 25 if the tight end situation ends up being a bust out there as well. Uh, but, yeah, Darnell Mooney, I'm looking for volume here, and he's the clear number two. The Anthony Miller experiment, I think, is just about done. Uh, and as much as I love Cole Komet, it's still a tight end situation with Jimmy Graham lingering around. So Darnell Mooney gets 110, 120 targets from those two quarterbacks. Yeah, I could see him being in the top 20. I, if ADP was like stock and you could invest in it, I would put a lot of money in Darnell Mooney because I think yeah. the way things are going, yes. he's moving up. Like and, just to finish the over? Yeah. Like yeah. the over-under on his ADP? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I bet, I mean, I think by time, uh, a month from now, I'm on August 19th, Darnell Mooney is going to be spots and spots, maybe 10 spots, 12 spots, six, up. 10 spots, spots higher at the wide spots, receiver position. Spots, 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 spots. Uh, Darnell Mooney, right? There we go. It's perfect. 
Uh, let's take a look at these teams in super, super, super small print there. Uh, so my five wide receiver threes are Cortland Sutton, Will Fuller, Devontae Smith, Tyler Boyd, and Antonio Brown. Brandon's got Juju Smith-Schuster, T. Higgins, take Darnell Moody's name off the screen, Debo Samuel, Robbie Anderson, and Jerry Judy. And Championship. Then Jake, the C team plus Mooney, Jamar Chase, DJ Chark, uh, Brandon Cooks, Curtis Samuel, and Darnell Mooney. So hopefully this is going to help you prioritize wide receiver threes. We'll throw up a little poll and you can vote on who you think's best. And we are going to definitely be tracking this all season long. We'll talk about it. We'll make fun of Brandon when he has the worst team for sure. It's going to be super, super fun. (laughs) I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Let's, uh, let's wrap things up here with our guest, that player. Here's clue number three. Three teammates and I are all being selected between wide receiver 48 and wide receiver 76 by ADP. So you've got a lot of guys on the same team jammed into a relatively tight spot in the draft uh, this season. And I'll say I'll add one thing not on the screen. This guy who we're talking about is being selected highest um, among the uh, group, not only just this group, but on his team in general. So we're talking about a team that does not have a wide receiver selected until wide receiver 48 by ADP. And this guy is the first one with a bunch of his teammates jammed in right behind him. Another clue that we had, I had more catches than Chase Claypool and more yards than Chris Godwin last year. And also, I was wide receiver 29 by points per game, wide receiver 31 overall. Again, half PPR scoring. Do we have guesses, fellas? Do we have guesses for I do. I do. I I think I'm as... As least sure as I've been so far, but I'm going to go with this guy. Corey Davis is a guest from Funston. Jake, who you got? <laughs> I stopped because that's where I, I, I'm guessing the same as Funston. <laughs> I originally, I stopped. I originally had T. Higgins, yeah. but the second one threw me off for Higgins. Like, uh, I had three Higgins, guys, actually. Right. Cole Beasley got scratched when you did the, the last one, and then the other one I thought uh-huh. of was Nelson Aguilar. Well, I, I, sw- I switched to Corey Davis. I was starting to write it, and then Brandon finished it for me. <laughs> you guys are just freaking geniuses Woo! because it's Corey Davis. Was it? Uh, it's the Corey last Davis. clue. Like, I, was, I had it wrong completely. <laughs> I had no idea until the last clue. Corey Davis. How close? Were either of you guys close at all? Jake, you referenced maybe taking him. Uh, yeah. I, actually, you know, jokes aside, I, I, my biggest concern is that you know, Jameson Crowder's still around. And Jameson yeah. Crowder, I think, when healthy, I mean, that's a lot to ask Jameson Crowder, but he's a factor. And you have, so there's a lot of issues going on here. It's like Corey Davis of himself. Can he be a number one? Can he go mm-hmm. back to being the number one without playing alongside A.J. Brown? That's a question. Is Jameson Crowder going to be a factor? That's a question. How much is Elijah Moore going to do? Is Denzel Mims going to be a thing? And then let's all circle back to, it's a rookie quarterback who we don't know how he's going to look in the NFL, and we don't know who he's going to have the best rapport with and be on the same page with. So even if you took Crowder out of the equation, there's still a lot of questions here. Now, to spin, you know, spin it positively, 130 targets, he's the number one option and can even moderately, moderately handle being the number one, he could finish top 25. So there are, I think there's another one with a large range of outcomes. Yeah. Yeah, I can see myself um, asking myself all those questions about Corey Davis and saying, hey, you know what? Just give me Jarvis Landry. 
I have no questions about him. <laughs> See, I'll take Davis. I think da- I think Davis is the perfect Side wide bet. receiver for Side bet right there. Landry versus Corey Davis. Writing it down. I mean, that wasn't really just as much as a side, but it was just like the value of where I'm you're I'm fine drafting. with it, though. I'm fine with it. That's fine. Well, because here's the thing. It's like, like, do their fi- finishing points have that big of a disparity? No, but I think the higher ceiling, like if you said, here's the side, but I think you would hit here's who's more likely to finish top 25. I would say Davis over Landry. I think that's like, that's where I'm going with this. I would agree with that. Yeah, it's, it, it's a classic higher ceiling, safer floor, you know? Yeah. Um, to just put a point on where these Jets are going. So Corey Davis is the first Jets receiver selected by ADP right now, wide receiver 48. Then you've got uh, Elijah Moore, still got the uh, residue of the uh, spring hopes for him before Jamison Crowder was back. He's a wide receiver 58. Uh, Jamison Crowder is at wide receiver 60. And then uh, Brandon's boy, Denzel Mims, is at wide receiver 76. It, There's also Keelan Cole is, on this team. Is Jamison Crowder vastly underrated, though? Oh, he's the – I was – that's – I. The best value right now. I mean, Give me all even if he stays in New York, he's going to be better than wide receiver 60. And if he gets traded, yeah. like he's going to be better than wide receiver 60, right? Like he's going to go somewhere yeah. where they have a slot need and they're going to throw him the ball. So uh, Unless he gets traded to San Francisco. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> what about Chicago, <laughs> this though? Is be a f- what if he gets traded to Chicago? That would be a good fit. Dad, nah, don't care. Darnell Moody's time. Yeah. Yeah. It's don't all, you put that all evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> we we already killed day. Josh Reynolds. Don't do it to Jameson Crowder, too. <laughs> oh. I, I'm stuck with a roster that are... has Josh Reynolds on it. That's It's very, very frustrating. <laughs> I have two damn dynasty teams that we started up in April that have Josh Reynolds on it. Yeah, it's a tough beat. Josh Reynolds just can't, he, just can't get out of his own way, or the, his teammates can't get out of his way with what he had to deal with in L.A. and now here in Tennessee, and they go get Julio Jones. Poor Josh Reynolds. I think the Jets are going to be a fun team to break down as we get closer and closer to draft season because they really invested in that offensive line. They've got all those guys at the, in the receiver group. As I said, Keelan Cole is in here too, and yeah, he's going to be on the team. He's going to make I mean, the team. Not like even mention the best cut. player on that team. Uh, Michael Carter? Yes. Yeah. Get, <laughs> Who all of a sudden, two months after being called batshit crazy for like saying that he deserved <laughs> to be in the same tier as Javante Williams, now everybody's around. Yeah. Oh, Michael Carter. Yeah. Hey, but, Shut the hell up. But you Mike, weren't around Mike two LaFleur, months ago. Mike LaFleur's there running the offense, and he knows that San Francisco offense forwards and backwards, and he's got Tevin Coleman there. I mean, you know, there's going to be some intrigue as to what the backfield split is no, for no, the Jets. There's plenty of room on the bandwagon. I'll let you on, but don't try and I'm sit just, near the front. Not, not you. I'm this- saying everybody else. I'm saying everybody, like, you, you, you're in the back. We, we put the trailer on the back of the hitch for you to get on board. You don't deserve a good seat. I'm going to end the show right here. I think the Jets have the like are the perfect nexus of like could be fun, but so many options at so many positions that we don't really know what's going to happen. And then you throw the rookie quarterback and the new head coach and the new offensive coordinator on top of all of it. And there, I think you talk about a team with a wide range of outcomes. I think the Jets exemplified that and of course it all depends on what zach wilson has to do as a rookie but uh hey guys this was fun I, i'm gonna i'm gonna make this a regular thing barkley wants to get in on it barkley loves these drafts we're gonna be we're gonna be doing some more drafts we're gonna be doing some more niche drafts as we get closer and closer to actual draft season barkley man, she is cute dude that's a good looking <laughs> pup that is a good looking pup this is a good looking show, especially with our faces being super handsome. Thanks for joining us here on the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. We are back with you on Thursday to have some more general merriment around the fantasy football world. Until then, that's Brandon Funston, that's Jake Seeley. I'm Michael Beller. We'll talk to you all soon.